the best of the week on Relevant Radio. Welcome to the first of what I hope will be a long line of marriage unhindered programs. I am your host, Doug Hinderer. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in Illinois, and I am so pleased to be with you this morning. The whole focus of this show is to help you live married life as God intended it and to get some help in those areas where you might be struggling. Marriage doesn't have to be perfect in order to be wonderful. Please give me a call, 888-914-9149. We're taking your calls about marriage marriage challenges and issues that you're dealing with. Or you can email me, Doug, at marriageunhindered.com. All right. The two guys that are keeping me honest here behind the microphone, young Thomas, and uh, I think we're going to go with middle Mike because I'm old Doug. So we've got (laughs) young Thomas, middle Mike, and old Doug. So um, these are the guys. Most of these radio guys, they only have one producer behind the the glass. I have two because... It takes two to keep me from getting into trouble here. No, nah, Doug, that's just that's just how much content that you've got here. That's just how much you got to talk about. <laughs> Thank um, you, young Thomas. I know we got calls coming in here, but one of the things that I related to that I wanted to ask you about is mm-hmm. um, when you're entering relationships, how do you like not move too quickly in them? Because yeah. I struggle a lot with like, yeah. I meet somebody, I'm like, oh, I'll get really excited. Yeah. And then it just like, I go way too fast. So how do I slow yeah. them down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. question. And yeah, <laughs> this is like, one of those do as I say, not as I did things. I uh, <laughs> uh, the, the research is clear that two years is kind of the magic number. Couples who date for at least two years before they get married have a lower divorce rate than couples who date for less than two years. Uh, I actually proposed to my wife after one week. and um, One week? Uh, one week, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, we waited six wait, months wait. to buy the rings because we didn't want to freak our parents out. And, and we got married nine months later. So the whole thing was like 15 months from beginning to end. And the whole time, we never lived in the same town at all. So um, I only saw her. I was in grad school. I would drive up, and I'd see her Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, go back to school. So one of the biggest questions in my mind after we got married is, what does this woman look like on a Monday? Because I had never seen her on a Monday or a Tuesday. Was, uh, it worked out, but it's because God takes care of some of us who are a little— so you must have help. a really great wife if after a week you were like, she's the one. She's the one, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but that gets to the point that you're making, and that goes to the point of infatuation, which is part of Eros love, this infatuation, this idea that you take my breath away, and I just, you know, when I look at you, my heart skips a beat, I'm just so infatuated with you, which is a really powerful attractant early. But the research is that the infatuation thing only lasts about six or nine months, okay? And then the other loves, the sacrificial love and the love of friendship need to show up. So you, you don't want to get engaged after a week, as I did and my wife did. Um, and so you want to be patient. And I, I do a lot of work uh, with couples and kind of taking them through. And one thing I say is, you know, does this person actually know how to love you? And there's four different kinds of love. And we got to score out all four of those, right? And so... You, you want to enjoy the infatuation. Realize that's not the glue that's going to keep you together. That's the other loves that need to. And uh, take your time to explore those other loves. We will explore all of those as we go forward in this show. Uh, an important part of what Eros love is all about is physical touch, right? Which is hugging and dancing and twirling around. And and if you've got young children, dance with your wife often. Because those kids will come running from every room in the house to want to join in in the love and the affection that uh, that you're showing your wife. You know, happiness in life comes from conforming ourselves to God's plan, right? And we need to know what God's God's plan is uh, 
for marriage, we can conform ourselves to it. And, you know, and in 1981, Sister Lucia, one of the three seers of Fatima, wrote a letter to Father Carlo in, in the Vatican where she said, you know, a time will come when the decisive battle between the kingdom of Christ and Satan will be over marriage and the family. I think we're there. I think looking at what's going on in society, the divorce rate, the, the redefinition of what marriage is all about, uh, all of this chaos, uh, obviously. Uh, young people just aren't getting married anymore. And I came across a statistic not too long ago. In 1960, so just a little over 60 years ago, there were 400,000 Catholic weddings in the United States, 400,000, 60 years ago. And in 2020, there were 100,000. So only 25% as many couples are getting married in the church now. It's got married just 60 years ago. This isn't a centuries-old tradition. This is just 60 years. And, I mean, you even think about how many of those weddings in 2020 were people who were practicing Catholics or they just did it because their grandma or their yeah. mom wanted them to get married in the yeah. Catholic church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. wow, that number is staggering. It's scary. And it, it, it's really scary. And, you know, marriage is a sacrament, right? It's 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 this thing that God created. And if we're not going into it with the right idea, boy, we, we can make some real mistakes and make some bad, bad decisions. I mean, marriage is a spiritual reality, not just a legal arrangement. And I we got to appreciate the fact that Satan hates marriage, which means he hates those of us who are married and he wants to destroy it. His primary weapon, I believe, I haven't seen any research on this, but based on, on the work I do, my experience, the, his primary weapon is to get us to focus on our spouse's defects. If he can get us to focus on whatever, you know, uh, that person does, you know, our, triggers our pet peeves, we focus more and more and more on that. We, we stop seeing the virtues, and um, man, then things can go downhill kind of fast. So we need to work really hard to know that, yeah, the person we married has defects, but, boy, they have an awful lot of virtues, too, and the more time we can spend looking at those virtues and celebrating and acknowledging and affirming those good qualities in our spouse, the, the, the better we can do. And there's a real specific formula that I uh, teach my couples and I encourage them to follow. And yeah, it feels stiff. It feels a little formulaic, but it works really, really well. It's a three-step process to have a gentle conversation when your spouse has done something to kind of irritate you or annoys you or has gotten on your nerves. And the first step, the first sentence starts with the words, I feel. And then you label your emotion. I feel worried. I feel anxious. I feel frightened. I, I feel unloved. I feel. Second line, when you, and then you talk about what it is your spouse did. Uh, and the example I use a lot of times is, you know, I feel worried when you come home late and don't call and tell me you're going to be late. Okay, so I feel dot, 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 when you dot, dot, dot. Third sentence, and I'd like to ask you to please, and then tell your spouse what you'd like them to do different next time. So I feel anxious and worried when you come home late and don't call. And I'd like to ask you to please call if you're going to be more than 15 minutes late. Oh, okay, I can do that. But you've got to do it in that order. If you start off with the second second line, when you, starts feeling like criticism or contempt, and then your spouse is going to get defensive or just shut down, right? So you've got to start with the words, I feel. The idea behind that is, listen, I love you, and I don't want to harm you. I don't want to hurt you. And if I'm doing something to hurt you, I'd like to know about it so I can stop doing it, so I can be the perfect husband and if you can tell me that in a gentle way that treats me with respect and doesn't make me feel like a failure, I'll listen to that. And the way you do that is, I feel when you, and I'd like to ask you to please, I encourage 
my couples to put that on the refrigerator and use it all the time, daily, right? So to have these gentle conversations. Shout out to my wife. From the time I started this journey 15 years ago, and she has been there, supported me every step of the way. I couldn't be here. I couldn't be doing this without her. Shirley Darlin, I love you. Thank you. And I want to thank every couple I've worked with in the past seven and a half years. I've learned so much from you, uh, and I will share that with the folks on the radio. And lastly, I just want to thank God, who is a good God. And I'm just a paintbrush. He's the artist, and all the glory goes to him.